Father, make it real this morning in this house, in Jesus' mighty name. We are dealing with a brand new series called Plugged In, and we're asking the Holy, we're asking the Holy Spirit to come and touch and heal, restore. One of the most challenging series and times is around Father's Day. Either Father's Day or, you know, um, dealing with absent fathers or um, passive fathers or fathers that don't know who they really are, that needs to be strengthened, others that need to be corrected, others that need to go home. This whole fathering thing is such a, a challenging um, message for many people. But God's going to help us in the series because I feel that we've got to go in this direction. I've got to slow it down a little bit because many children's lives are affected because of this. And so um, the plugged in series this morning, the title of my message is Connected to the Father. Connected to the Father. So the world's system has been designed, the whole system has been designed to make you think that there is something wrong with you. The whole system's designed that way. The only reason why you would take out a life policy is because they threatened you that they say you might die tomorrow. So they sell you fear. You're not buying a policy. They sold you fear. And when you buy it, you've, you're trying to cover the fear that you're feeling. So all the pressures of the world is to, they've got to show you that there is something wrong with you so they can sell you what they want to give you. The whole system is designed that way. If you take the jabs, why is nobody speaking about telling you what you really have and building on an immune system than to tell you that you lack something? I'm not saying don't take that stuff. I mean, I'm just trying to help somebody this morning. I'm trying to show you how it works. Because if I don't need it and I have something secure inside of me, I wouldn't need to go and stand in your queue. I wouldn't need what you're giving me. The, the, the problem with that in the whole world and its system is designed to show you that you need them. So if you don't get an education, you're not going to get a job. But after you've gone through high school and university, I'm seeing people with degrees picketing in the streets. Why is government not giving us jobs? What kind of a mind is that? You sold us down a river telling us that we're going to need this. And yet you got a guy that is a multi-millionaire, true story in the United States. Listen to this. True story in the United States. He's got one tooth. Comes out of jail. He owns three houses and a, jac a jacuzzi. He can't even say jacuzzi. I don't know why you're laughing. He's got it, you don't. Because the world sold you that you need something. You don't need an education to make money. <laughs> you got sold down a river, man. You can go and create your own job, your own work. There are people that are pulling dirt in the streets that are better off than some people because you've been pressured every week. Phone calls. You owe me money. You owe me money. You owe me money. That guy's pulling his cart every time. Nobody's calling him. 
You got plugged into a system telling you that you need something. They've got to do it because if they don't do that thing, if the world system's designed and even religious systems is to work on your weakness, is to expose your weakness. Think about religion. When you come into the kingdom or you, you go searching for God and you're looking for an answer, so you go to a church and if it's a religious setting, I got so mad this week because I had to apologize on behalf of the church. There's a certain religious sect that collects money from all the old people. Been a part of the system for the last 30, 40 years. This woman puts in there, my, my, my aunt died. And they wouldn't bury her because she never paid her fees last year. It's wicked, man. Because the religious systems, and I'm, uh, you know, you need to understand there's a difference between being in the kingdom and bringing, being in religion. Because the religious system will work on your weakness because the day you discover you don't have no weakness, you're not going to need them. So what, is, what must the religious, religious systems do? It must show you your sin. And so you pay penance. And you must have 30 Hail Marys. Why? Because it's focusing on your weakness. And because of that, you now need a father to go to and to bless you and to make sure that you are clean. Yet there's only one mediator. You have an advocate with the father. I need, ooh, I feel that pressure. I need somebody to shout Jesus. You have one mediator between you and God, and his name is Jesus. I need somebody to shout the name Jesus. Come on, where is my, where's, where's the plugged in picture of mine? Let's put out this banner. Let's put something in your spirit. Because You've been trying to connect with God through people. You keep on trying to go to people. There must be your prophet. There must be the special group of people. In the beginning of time, from the beginning of time, when Adam walked with God, there was no church. The, the son was connected to the father. There was no disconnect. So the enemy has got to sell you your weakness. The whole system of religion is designed to point out your faults. Where you've been, what you did, with who you did it, and so we can stone you. It's designed that way. The law has been designed to point out your faults, not to reward you. It was to point out that was the purpose of the law. It is the one that, that, that shows you all your faults so that you can actually come to a place of receiving grace. The law does not reward. The same way a traffic cop is never going to watch you the whole week and at the end of the week come to you say, I watched you kept all the speed limit. I've, I've watched you driving slowly. That's well done. Here's 500 rand for you. Because the law does not reward. The law is there to check who's messing up. 
That's why the Ten Commandments was given. So when you come into the kingdom of God, you are supposed to be plugged into the Father. Not into a world system, not into a religious system, not into some religious sect. You are supposed to be connected. The first thing when you get plugged in is not into purpose. It's into God. And He's your Father. Let me show you what the enemy likes to show you. The temptation is the same for everybody. Give me Genesis chapter 1. And uh, Genesis chapter 3, sorry, verse 6. Verse 1 to 6. Let's go in there quickly. Let me show you something. Here is, this is, this is for everyone. This God, he's got to show you what your fault is. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you shall not eat of the tree, of every tree of the garden. I mean, didn't God say must use every tree? She says, yeah, the woman says, yeah. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but not every but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. The Lord didn't say you can't touch it, woman. Don't add extra words. Just saying. Lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. What was he saying to her? That's what religion does. That's what the world does. It points out what you don't have. Because in case you know that you are complete, you're not going to need the world. So Satan's got to show you where your weakness is. Oh, but you're not married yet. Oh, but there's no money in your account. I heard you blessed. Oh, oh, I thought. And what he does is he plays on. He doesn't tell you. God says, there's all the trees. Eat. He doesn't show you the abundance. He doesn't show you the heart of the Father that God's got enough for you and your, your, all your family and your whole street. He wants to show you the one thing that you don't have. And you can watch a marriage being destroyed because a woman wants the 20% fixed. When God has blessed her with 80%. Come on, the 80-20 rule says if you forsake and don't celebrate the 80%, you go looking for the 20% and you're never going to find it. Because in every relationship, there's a 20% that's lacking. I'm going to another church. This church, you know, they, 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 whatever the 20% is for you. And you go to another church and you find they got a different kind of 20% lacking. You must get content. Oh, you throw your wife out because it's that time of the month? Oh, stupid. Just saying. <laughs> but the whole system's designed to show you your weakness. So they play on your weakness. Yet when you come into the kingdom of God, God made it so that you don't lack anything. Not his approval, not his provision, not his anointing, not his power, not anything in the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. Religion doesn't give you this. When you really get plugged into the kingdom, 
you're going to owe no man a thank you. Because God's blessing will make you rich and add no sorrow. He can take an Abraham who's stuck in a system. He unplugs Abraham from a system. He says, come, I'll call you alone and I'll bless you alone. And I'll show you what the anointing of God, when you plugged into me and my system, what it will do for you. You will not need a job. You will not need somebody to validate you. You will not need a degree. If you never had them, if you missed your education, the kingdom of God, when you are plugged into the kingdom, come on, child of God, you're going to owe nobody a thank you because you belong to God. You belong to His kingdom and God's going to bless you by yourself. You're not going to beg anybody. Come on, somebody. I need somebody to know that is that's connected to the Father, that your life's about to change from this series. You're going to beg nobody. Religious systems thrive and even make money on. If I sell you this miracle water, 5,000 rand, guys. <sighs> and there's a world that's stuck looking for papas. Looking for prophets. You've got a direct connection to the Father. Who are you looking for? Christ is the adapter you're looking for. He is the one that connects you to the Father. I'm going to go past some of the things here. There's so much to be... Let me, let me, let me give you a powerful this is. John 14, 15. Here's the series we're in. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. Next verse, 16. And he, John 14, 15. And then I'm on to verse 16. Thank you for being there for us, guys. We appreciate you so much. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. Jesus was help. Another means exactly the same. It's not going to be less of me. It's just better that I go because I can be only in one place at one time. But when the helper comes, he can be everywhere within everybody. And the same help that Jesus was to all his disciples would be for all of us now. So you have help. I said you have help. You are not by yourself. You have the helper on the inside of you. You might be alone, but you are not lonely. That he may abide with you for how long? Forever. Keep going. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So if you're not born again, you can't receive this because you're not part of this being connected to the family. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him and he dwells with you and will be in you. Keep going. Please read with me. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Let me give you the understanding about an orphan. Publicly, a child is called an orphan 
when there is no father in the house. Not father and mother. When there's no father. Biblically, that's what he was saying. And anytime you don't have a father in your environment, a spiritual father, a natural father, you are prey for the enemy because you are plugged into a system that he offers you. When you get plugged into the kingdom of God and you get plugged into, listen, let me say this to somebody. If you do not understand the kingdom, you will never understand the Bible. Because in the environment of the kingdom, and when God plugs you in and connects you, the number one thing you'll find in that environment is the father. And what is an orphan? He says, I will not leave you orphans. Here's an orphan. An orphan, number one, is without protection. Number two, is without provision. Is without a teacher. Is without a comforter. Is without a leader. That person has got serious weaknesses that the enemy can play with. And the orphan spirit has been the derailing of many destinies. Because you're not plugged in. You're not connected to the Father. And many have gone to church, but have connected to religious, religious systems and have come back tripping. Not their light shining. Lights are out. The Lord's been speaking to me as I was standing here. The Lord said to me, son, you need to pray for, the, for everybody that has carried the ministry this far. Let me tell you why. We're sitting in a most incredible moment in ministry. It's like everything that we built and God took us through was for this moment. I want to say it again. Because I want you to understand the season. Because like the sons of Issachar, I'm worshiping this morning and the song is going and Tashir is just like, bring this thing in and the power and the glory of God's in this place. And the Lord says, I've raised you up for this moment. What we are about to do in the next season is going to be the launch of a, the whole reason of why God had raised us. This is the hour of visitation. Don't give a patty cake. Give a good shout. Come on, young one. Come on. Come on for your destiny. Come on. Come on for your season. Come on for your life. Come on for your life partner. Come on. Come on for the kingdom of God. Come on, give a better shout and an amen in this church. Here's what the Lord says to me. The Lord says, pray for those that have come before. Why? The journey has been tough. And anybody that's journeyed with this ministry so far, you have discovered that it has been the toughest journey to take. Others that come in now are enjoying the benefits of your labor. But God said to me, he's not just to forget your labor of love. He's going to take everybody. You see, in the journey, your, your, your feet get soiled. And so God's taking us to build systems and experiences and whatever we've been through. And everybody's been connected to this ministry today and even before. That struggled in their walk with God and even with relationships. The enemy on the road. People never came here for, 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 for the wrong reasons. They came with pure hearts. But on the journey, 
the Amalekite spirit and all that went with it has caused people to trip in their relationship with me. He says, but tell them I'm not unjust to forget their labor of love. God's going to turn the light back on in your life and in your home. Come on, pray with me this morning that every son and every daughter that has taken a journey in, in the kingdom of God, that has struggled in their walk with God and don't know God, can't hear His voice anymore, don't like church anymore, don't want to be connected to God's people anymore. God says, I'm turning back on the lights. Come on, everybody online, we believe this morning that God's going to do a brand new work in your life. You're going to get plugged in all over again. You're going to have a fresh encounter with God. You're going to experience God in a whole new level. I need somebody to shout a good amen in this church. I don't know where you've been affected, what religious system, but God's getting ready to plug you in afresh. Because an orphan is somebody who's abandoned, is helpless, is alone. And the enemy wants that spirit. He wants the, the disconnect between a father and, and their children. And you find out many fathers that are God-fearing fathers that feel discouraged because they're struggling to connect with their children. And you're fighting the children. And why aren't you speaking to me? And, and, and it's like every day you're looking for faults. That's exactly where the enemy is playing. He does, he's looking to disconnect. And every argument we have, we disconnect even more. That's the reason why when Jesus came to the earth, before he performed any miracle, his father said, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Gave him his approval before he did anything. The enemy is looking to disconnect families from the house of God. Fathers and sons. And the Bible speaks about that being a curse where the hearts of the fathers must be turned to the children, the children to the fathers, lest I strike the earth with a curse. Someone say that I'm not abandoned. Say I'm not, a, I'm not rejected. Say I am accepted. Say I am protected. Say I'm watched over. I'm provided and cared for. Because he says I will not leave you as an orphan in an orphan state. The cross is the source of God's total provision for every believer. Please put up my picture. You, when you get this message right and you, I'm asking the Holy Ghost to really do a work deep inside of you. When you understand this, you will never go searching in the world ever again for man's approval, for man's provision. You'll discover who you are and you become fruitful for the kingdom of God. And you can start Jesus when he was 12 years old said, I must be about my father's business. He got plugged into the father's business. What is the father's business all about? It's about people, man. It's about, this is the father's business. It's not about you getting a great brand. It's not about your business working. It's about people. And everything this thing's designed around is to get people into their destinies. This plugged in series. The first connection is, number one, is, is into the father. And of course, we need to preach about the second one. The second connection is with people. If you don't, if it's just, I'm just having church by myself, me and the Lord. It's deception. Because nobody's challenging your character. Nobody's challenging who you are and saying, but that thinking is not right. You were made for community. Connected in a community. It's called an apostolic center. You were supposed to be connected with people. I mean, we know how 
you know, you're so generous and you're not selfish until you got married. You don't even, you, you don't even, it doesn't even, you know, is the problem that somebody squeezes the toothpaste from the top. But you are Christian. You can't even live with your husband. I'm just saying. The second thing is about meaning. When you come into the kingdom of God, you will never need to go and find meaning in the world. Never. In fact, if they gave you your meaning, you would get up from that job and say, I don't need you anymore. Bye-bye. When you come into this place, the number one place is that God has got to give you a reason why you are here. He's got to give you the why for your life. He's got to give you your purpose for your, for, for your life. He's got to show you the reason why you were born. Because there's nothing inferior inside of you. There is nothing wrong with you. I said there's nothing wrong with you. The enemy wants you to think that you, you know, you're an emotional wreck. Every emotional, spiritual, material, financial, or health need we might experience has already been provided by God through the cross. When you get plugged in on this thing, you'll discover everything that you need for life is in Him. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Come on, somebody. You, are, you don't need anything. You don't need anybody. Stop letting the devil tell you that you are needy. You are not needy. Every single girl, hear me today, a, a, a boyfriend must come and play on the fact that you are needy. When you show that you are needy, now he's going to play and try and meet that need so we can get connected with you. You're not needy. Every single girl, I said you're not needy. When you get plugged into God, you'll find meaning for life and you can tell that snotty knick-knack toes to go to hell. Or get saved. Not go to hell, get saved. Because when you're walking with the power, you're connected to your Father, you have meaning for life, you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is given for two things. One is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's to minister to somebody's needs. The Holy Ghost on the inside of you is to bring you sanctification. The ones internal for you, the ones external for others. We'll come to back to that. The end game is pleasure. That when you get to the end of the day, you don't sit with an empty shell in a house and no relationships. Oh, I got my business deals and your Ferrari, your Ferrari looks really, really good. But you can't even drive with anybody in that car. What kind of a life is that? That's where the enemy wants you. He wants to give you the kingdom. Connected to him. So you're sitting with gold and diamonds and, 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 and every night you're sitting and you're worried about what's in the safe. If anybody breaks in, you're anxious and worried, just protecting your stuff all the time. Who wants to live that way? That's what the enemy is going to offer you. When you come into this place, you need to know that God has provided everything that you need to live a life of victory. And at the end of it, it's pleasure. It's the Father's good pleasure where you end up being fruitful. Where you end up being fruitful for the kingdom of God. So your Father knows you need of these things. Let me, let me get into something I need to just teach a little bit on this one. Okay. Let's... 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, 
But we have this treasure. You're going to help me this morning. In earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power. God says, here's a vessel. In every vessel, I locked up treasure. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. When God moves you through his system, the enemy is looking for the dirt. We're looking for the gold. The enemy wants to put pressure on your, on your failures and your past and who you were involved in, the mistakes you made. What's he trying to do? He's trying to show you weakness. He never shows you the treasure inside of you. And anytime you walk into a church and why we're having these plugged-in sessions and why we're raising up a generation this way is because we are showing them what's actually inside of them. We're teaching them how gifted they are. We're teaching them that they have power to make money. You can, power to make wealth is inside of you. Your gifting, everything about your life, you, you don't need. I am telling you, you, you should not be running after anybody. They should be running after you. Because when the blessing is on you, it makes you distinguish. It separates you from the world and it lifts you to the top. You should not be saying, hey, that guy, get me his number and get me his name. He's going to get me a business deal. They should be saying it about you. That when they Google, your name comes up first. Because there's a treasure in earthen vessels. So anytime... You come into the kingdom, you're born. The whole schooling system has trained you to go and find value in the world. Not trained on kingdom and its understanding. It wants you to go and make you look like the world has got everything that you're looking for. And not plugged into the Father. You have a Father in heaven. Now, let me explain to you the importance of being connected to the Father. This orphan spirit that has been hitting this generation is so satanic and demonic that you must address it. Because an orphan, you know, a child can wake up in the morning in your house and go and sit in front of the, it's holiday, 16th of June, sit in front of the TV and enjoy it. And mom, I'm hungry. An orphan can't do that. Because every day an orphan wakes up, he must go and work. He must go and beg. He must get onto the road because he's not going to eat that night. Many of you are operating like orphans in the kingdom of God. Because you're under so much stress and worry. And yet you have a father in your environment. Your father knows you need of these things. You're operating like an orphan, and that orphan spirit has got to go. Let me explain you why this is important. When Jesus came in John chapter 4, 14 verse 6, Jesus said something. He says, Jesus said to them, I am the way, come on, read with me, the truth and the life. No one comes to the way, to the Father, except through me. What he was talking about was not that I'm the way. I'm, I'm, I am the socket. 
No man comes unto ESCOM unless they plug into a socket. You don't get power. I mean, let's just put away all this load shedding stuff. Normally, ESCOM, normally, we should go to a plug, plug in whatever apply a, a socket, plug in whatever you want in that socket, and the power is supposed to be. That's the socket. No man comes unto ESCOM unless they go through the socket. The socket, you don't stand and, and kick the socket when ESCOM's off. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Because the message of the kingdom, Jesus was saying, I am the socket that when you get plugged into me, you get a connection to the Father. That the power comes from God. When Jesus was doing miracles, he says, how can you do this? He says, it's not me doing the work. It's my Father who's doing the work. I'm connected to a source. I'm plugged in somewhere else. Come on, somebody. So the enemy is trying to disconnect you from the source. He wants you to think that being in Christ is nothing. Yet the Bible says, if any man be in, plugged into the new socket called Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I then turn out my life. Listen to me. I am plugged into my Father because I need to shine for the world. You're only seeing the effect of my connection. Because I'm connected to the Father. Because the Father does the work. So, when you come into the kingdom of God, John 15 verse 8 says, By this my Father's glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my, my disciples. So let's understand the revelation of the Father. God, you've got to help me this morning. Holy Ghost. This message is the main thing Jesus came to reveal. Nobody reads it this way. Because he came, he says, No man comes unto the Father but by me. No man gets connected to, the, to ESCOM lest you go and you plug into some socket. I mean, these other guys got some clever ideas. But my point is there is a place. So that's what Jesus was saying. He says, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth about the Father. I carry the life of the Father. I'm here to open up access to the Father. And that's your salvation is to know Him and me. We think of Jesus' mission summed up by getting a bunch of lost souls to say a prayer to get born again and go to church. But no one's speaking about this is eternal life. John 17.3. And this is eternal life. John 17.3. Glory be to God. And this is eternal life that you may know, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That's eternal life. Now let me help you understand the importance of your father and the connection. When you discover Jezebel, Jezebel is not a woman. It's a spirit. And a spirit has got no gender. So you can have a man in your environment that's actually carrying a Jezebel spirit. That settled that issue this morning quickly, eh? Because you're looking at the woman, it's no, 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 no. This environment means that you could have somebody who's actually claiming to be a father or an environment 
Jezebel is so wicked. All the force behind, like just people don't know their identity. Let's speak about blatant homosexuality or lesbianism or whatever that image fight people are in. Is because he wants to mess up, he's, he's got them plugged into a system because they are not plugged into the Father. Because your Father gives you identity. Fixes the image on the inside of you. So you go and you say, I don't need you to validate me at all. Because all of this has got to do with, when you're finding this drive around social media and all that's happening around this year, don't, don't send me messages about this thing. Don't. I'm not going to answer you. I'm dealing with this message being connected to the Father. So don't come and throw in added stuff because some people get crazy. Another woman last week was saying, so are you telling me if we don't, if we don't belong to a church, you're not blessed? Please go back to my message. Don't get crazy. And give me a little, you know, a snippet out of it and say, yes, context. I'm dealing with being connected to the Father. Because Jezebel hates men. Hates the revelation of the Father. Because in her environment, there are no sons and fathers. There are no fathers. Why? Because she, she takes every man that comes into her environment. Where a father should be circumcising the, the boys. Jezebel castrates them. Why? So you can't produce anything for the kingdom of God. When you come into the apostolic environment, when you get plugged into the kingdom of God, God's going to give you a father so he can correct you and circumcise you so you can become fruitful for the kingdom of God. And he wants you to hate on your father. And he wants your father to walk away from you and leave you so he can have you. There's no such thing as an independent thought. It's either coming from the world or it's coming from the kingdom of God. You're either plugged in here or you're plugged in there. And in this environment, there are fathers. And fathers are there for correction, for protection, for direction. To help you come into your destiny. So anytime a man feels bad, listen to me, men. We must get our lives sorted out. Because sin makes cowards of men. We need to get up and be able to say, listen, I am the father in this house. And you're going to listen to me. They're going to say, oh, but you can't speak to me like that. I'm getting over that. This Jezebel realm that nobody can correct you in homes because mommy's running the house. Where's your teaching coming from? Where's your correction coming from? When you come into the kingdom of God, he says, if I'm your father, where's my honors, man? What kind of a son would you be if you get no, no correction? You're illegitimate, the Bible says. And so how are you ever going to come into your destiny if nobody can correct you? You know, my sons are my sons are my sons. I can't change that. We, there's some bad sons that came out of here. There's some good ones. But sons are sons. Whether he's sleeping with the pigs and he's going to come back home, still my son. In the realm, you can't change. Today, today you're my father. No, I don't like what you said to me. I'm going to find another father. It's like, where's this craziness in this generation? What's the enemy doing? Switching you on, switching you off, plugging you in, plugging you out. No, try this. No, it doesn't work. And now you're 77. And you're still going everywhere else. Because not one place could you walk into and get correction. Sit down and be corrected. Because your father will do that. 
And one of the things that the enemy has been using against fathers, he points out your weakness and you say, don't speak to your children because you earned no right. Let me tell you what my right is. I brought you in and I can take you out. You're only here because of me. My father had 11. And the enemy is trying to bring condemnation on fathers because he wants them out of the environment. Because Jezebel hates fathers. And anytime you find a father in that environment, he's going to take a Graham and he'll say, you sit down here because I want to see what your life has produced in the last seven years. And there's nothing going on here. You better come back here. If I send you out, you come back with the results. You can't come to church every week and clap your hands and hallelujah, hallelujah. Where's the fruit? Because your father at the end of the day brings you to a place of where he gets pleasure from your life. By this, the father's glorified that you produce much fruit. So you can't come to church in and out every week and you're in and in and there's no fruit in your life. How do you understand that you are plugged into something so valuable called the kingdom of God? It's the father's good pleasure. Everything that you need for life and godliness is in that, in that system. Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. You don't need, you, you, you need to become fruitful. And the religious systems are designed that there's no, there, there, there is, there's somebody with garb on and, and make sure that you smoke up the place. But when you leave the place, you're still unfruitful. You still can't come back and tell me that I'm never going to need another job in my life. Because when you become fruitful, did you find that apple, that, that, that mulberry tree taking a walk down the road to yesterday? There's no fruit on this. It's like, you know, I don't know what's happening in this place. I need to go somewhere else. Those are people looking for jobs. The day you become fruitful, you get planted. Your life becomes fruitful. People come to you. You don't go looking for them. You know, you better clap better than that because it sounds like you're not plugged in really. Jezebel is wicked. Her first goal is to make sure that every son and every daughter is disconnected from the father. Why? To plug you into her system. When you go into an environment, not one of them could produce. Not one. And that's where he wants, the spirit wants the world. Yet when you come into the kingdom of God, Everybody is gifted in this place. Not strong enough. There is treasure in earthen vessels. Everyone. Right next to you is a multimillionaire. Did you know that? Tell your neighbor, stop looking at my earthen vessel. Because there's treasure deep within here. And you're going to need me. I'm going to employ you. And I'm going to take care of you and your family because I'm raising up a generation with business and a flow. Come on, somebody. When you discover your treasure, you're not going to need anybody. You're going to come in because you are connected to the Father. The whole goal of being in the kingdom of God is to show you your value, not to play with your weakness, not to show you that you're not enough. It's to show you who you really are. Come on, where are all the fathers? Give a good shout and a clap for all the men that are producing. How could it be that the church ever sits in a place of need where every person in this place should be fruitful? We should be coming in your season, coming to your tree.
and taking and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. How can we be running around for jobs all the time? How? How? You've not discovered who you really are. I asked Graham the other day, tell me how long you've been with me. How long is it? You shouldn't say it so loud. Because Graham is stuck in a job. In the last couple of months, we had to work with Graham and say, let me show you who you really are. I had meetings with them. I have never seen a couple fit in on the kingdom plan around resources and agriculture and training and loving on people and, and building things for the like a couple. Pastor Michelle and Graham, anointed. I have never seen anything like it. Because the world will never tell you there's treasure in an earthen vessel. They, that the power that's going to flow from them is not going to be based upon their education. It will be based upon what God has placed on the inside of them. That the power may be of God. What's that? That's the anointing. I give you power to get wealth. That's what it's about. And what the enemy wants, doesn't want you to know is who you really are. You're struggling so hard to impress the world. Get plugged in. Tell you never get plugged in. Stop making the children who they're not. Plugging into a world system to find meaning. Train up a child in the way that they should go. What does that mean? Their natural gifting and bent. How can you make me study one, one thing? I'm called to be a farmer. I'm struggling my whole life to try and put two cents together because I'm selling insurance. Yet, the man that's going to supply everybody across the nations is Pastor Graham. But he's stuck in a place. Now, come on, somebody. Because when you walk through these doors, we begin to show you the treasure that's inside of you. Come on, you are more than money. You are more than what the world says you are. You are more than what your family thinks about you. You are more than your mistakes. You are more than what your cousin said about you. You are more than what the man has said about you. Come on, I need somebody to begin to believe that there's a treasure in an earthen vessel this morning. Stop accepting the lies of the enemy. I always tell the story about these guys that worship Buddha. In Dr. Miles' book, he explains it. And how they built this temple and this massive Buddha was in there. And as they built a new temple, somebody had blessed them and they had found a new site. Finished this temple. They needed to move the Buddha from the inside of that temple. To move to the new site. Huge day for everybody. They started the process of doing this. And as they began to move this, this Buddha, it started cracking. And the more they pulled it, the more it began to crack. And the people started wailing and weeping because that's their God falling to pieces. And the more they pulled it, the cracks got deeper and wider. Chunks started falling off. And the more they pulled it, the more they wept, the more they wailed, the more it broke. And finally, when they did one more pull, the whole thing got destroyed. And what they discovered was, inside of that mud Buddha was a solid gold Buddha. 
True story. They hid treasure in an earthen vessel. And when they moved it, the mud fell off. The clay fell off. Some of you don't hear me. You are, God's asking you to move. Because what the world threw on you and told you that you can never become. What the world lied to you and said your mistakes are you. Deep down inside of you is a solid gold. Deep down inside of you is treasure that the world has not seen yet. But God is saying, just keep moving with me, child of God. I know what they think about you. I know what they said about you. But just keep moving with me because you are this treasure in an earthen vessel. I want somebody to lift their hands and say, Lord, show me who I really am. Come on, somebody. Lord, begin to show me what really who I am. My Father, show me why you died for me. I need to end and I want, before the worship team comes up, sit down and take this. This thing hit us this week. Listen to the statement. Jesus never died to make you valuable. He died to show you your value. Wanted to sell my house? Came in here and said, what are you looking for? He said, three million, four. The highest price I can get. Guy says, it doesn't work that way, son. You don't decide what your house is worth. The buyer decides. When the price got put up for your salvation... Satan says, your blood. To set them free, your blood. God was willing to pay the price for you. Because he never died to make you valuable. He died because you already were valuable. You keep looking for value in the world. When you get plugged into the kingdom of God, you realize everything that you need. Anointing, His favor, help, comfort, provision, protection. Everything that you need. You can, God in this service can drop one idea that shifts your poverty. You'll never smell it again. Because it's there. And what is he doing with people? Disconnecting them from the kingdom of God so he can plug you into his system. So you find your self-worth, your security, and your significance in him rather than in God. God has got everything you need to live a life of victory. Lift your hands and lift him high. Some of you have been so far from the Father. Can I have the worship team up? So far from the Father. And the enemy has been messing with your relationship with God. He wants the disconnect because once that's disconnected, you have to go and find it somewhere in the world. Hands are lifted everywhere. 
Luke chapter 16, one, chapter 1 verse 16. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Verse 17 says, You will also go before him in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Child of God. The cross was given to show you your value. To show you the price that was paid to set you free. To reconnect you to the Father. So that today, you walk behind, beyond looking for things. But walk out with the God who owns all things. Satan wants you to swap what is valuable. He doesn't want you to know that if I stick and connect it to, the, to God, God's going to give me my meaning. He's going to show me my gifting. Connect me with the right people. Give me his power. So I will experience the pleasures of this kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure. There's such a healing flowing. Tremendous healing coming. Hearts that have been fearful and anxious and worried. God is drawing you back because the Father's business is about people. It's about people. It's about people. The Holy Spirit is here. Ministering to every heart and every mind. You've been anxious. Your father's gone. You're disconnected. Family in the earth. The Bible says, He sets the lonely in families. He's got a spiritual family for you. And a father to help you into your destiny. The first connection is with the father. To catch his heart. And how much you mean to him. Plugged into the Father. Father, for everybody that's online, I pray this morning that that same anointing that is in this place begins to flow through your, wherever you are, your bedroom, your lounge, that you're going to have a deep sense of the Father's love for you. That you begin to experience the love of the Father. That everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been supplied. Jesus is the socket that we all got plugged into to connect to the Father. You don't need anybody in between anymore. That which is born of God overcomes this world. Father, I pray this morning for everybody under the sound of my voice. I'm asking, Father, that you would help with the brokenness, the confusion. Today we reject that orphan spirit, that spirit of abandonment, that spirit of rejection. We uproot that spirit this morning from this ministry, from your people, from the sons and daughters, that they'll be reconnected in their families, reconnected to their spiritual fathers. I pray, Father, that this generation will be so plugged into you that they will experience the power and the love of the Father, that their gifting, their purpose, the plan, the relationships, 
that it will be a joy, my Father, that your lives, our lives will bring you joy. That by this our fathers glorified. That every life will bring fruit. That every gift will be activated. That every mind will be connected to the plan and purposes of God. Please stand to your feet this morning. I want you to receive what God is doing in this, this, this moment. This moment. There's a healing taking place. There is a healing taking place. There is a healing anointing in this place. It's the love of the Father. Touching, healing, and setting free. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray for every father in this place. Everybody else, please put your hands down. I need to pray for the fathers. You'll see their hands are lifted up. If you can see the father's hand lifted up, look around you and start to pray for them. Look around and begin to pray for them. Pray for them. Every father online, I'm praying for you. The fear break. The condemnation breaks. You are who God says you are. Jezebel's trying to destroy in your mind. But healing is flowing right now to every father in this place. Every boy, every young man that's never had a father, a God-fearing father. I'm asking you this morning that open up your heart this morning so God can heal you. And restore the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. Listen to me, children. Young girls, hear me today. The enemy is trying to destroy your relationship with your father. Why? So he can have you to himself. So you can be plugged in. You know, you shut his voice so you can have the plugs of the world in your ears. So he can control your mind and your thinking. Get angry at your father. The devil is a liar. This is a season of reconciliation. This is a season of healing. This is a season of unity. I'm calling for unity in every home. Come on. Pray for the connection to come back. Pray for the spirit of unity in every home and in every family. Father, we uproot the lies of the enemy. Let there be no division and no disconnection anymore. I'm praying this morning for the spirit of unity to come. That you will heal every broken heart. Father, mend the broken heart. Father, help us with every argument, anything that we have to address. To give us the boldness to say what we need to say. To be the men that you've called us to be in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for this anointing. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Jesus is the socket. He's the way to the Father. He's the life of the Father. You must be born again, otherwise you cannot see. You must be plugged into the kingdom, otherwise you cannot see the power that comes from God. If you're not born again, Bible says you must be born again. So that you can be reconnected to the Father. It is what was from the beginning of time. Satan created a disconnect. It's time to be reconnected because of Jesus Christ. This is your prayer. You say, Father, forgive me of my sin. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Reconnect me to you. Thank you for the blood that has washed me cleansed me and given me a brand new start. 
from today, I will live for you. I'm following yours. I'm taking up my cross and I'm following you. That's our prayer. Reconnecting every prodigal back to their father's house. Come on, child of God. Don't choose. You, you were not made to sleep with the pigs. You're not meant, you were not made for troubles and for bondage. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. God's calling you back home. He's calling you like he called me in a pub. He said, come home. Father's calling you. Connect with somebody this week and let them know that the Father's calling you. Just say, I don't know, if God puts somebody in your heart, send them a message and say, hey, this is a message from the Father. He loves you still. Come on, it's time to reconnect people to the Father. It's time to reconnect people to the Father. It's time to come back home. You were not meant to sleep with the pigs. You are son of God. You're not rejected. You're accepted in the beloved. Child of a living God. It's an awesome time to be alive. For a moment, let's receive an offering. I'm in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, please. You want to be in the kingdom? Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. No one can serve two masters. Not I can serve money and then I serve God. No. It says impossible. It says no one can. It's impossible. It's impossible. You're going to love the one, hate the other, loyal to the one, despise the other. Please remember this. God and Satan is not in competition. God made Satan. He was an angel. Lower. Lower. His offer is money. A man-made construct. God says, the competition's not here. He's lower. He was one of my angels. He left his position. You must make up your mind. If you're going to come after me, and I'm your father, then I'm going to provide for you. And I'll take care of you. But you can't chase after the lower system. Verse 25. Next verse. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. That's the number one thing of being in the kingdom. Worry goes. I said worry goes. What you will eat or what you will drink. Know about your body, what you'll put, put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. They didn't even sow a seed. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. When you stay at the palace and you're even eating the best foods and these birds fly in, and just look at, look at you and say, this is mine. I'm like, did you pay? No, don't care. Chick, 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 chick. And if you chase them, they take the whole thing with them and they fly off. Birds, yet your heavenly father feeds them. 
Are you not of more value than they? Listen to where God's speaking to you. Aren't you more valuable than clothing and food and the things that, I mean, aren't you more valuable than, than the birds of the air, even flowers? He says, which of you, by worrying, you keep on worrying. He says, <laughs> I'm sitting in a conference, Dr. Miles is preaching, he's preaching about the kingdom. I'm sitting in front there and I'm smiling. Yes, amen, amen, Dr. Miles. He looks at me and says, son, when you're in the kingdom of God and really operating, there's no worry. I go, Jesus. Because my mind, you could see it, it was full of worry. You can't touch my stuff. If you keep your, look, if you're going to take my coat and I keep my integrity, I'm going to get back the coat and your house. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spit. They do nothing except be planted. And yet I said to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the, into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, I know when you're worrying. No, I'm not worrying, I'm just saying. No, no, when you worry, you say the wrong stuff. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the people that are not plugged into the system, that's how they live. For your heavenly Father, come on, read with me. Say, my heavenly Father knows. He knows you need all these things. He says, but seek first. There's a reason why he said, seek first. Because the devil will try and give you different priorities all the time the days of your life oh you know I'm just I'm just it's a capacity issue that's the devil because God knew there'll be a capacity issue for all of us we're all busy I said we're all busy I said we're all busy a woman sends me a message a couple of days later after I did something for her she says oh I'm sorry for this message I'm just hectic like we're not busy no, I'm just not a priority. Otherwise, you would have sent it. Because the enemy is always trying to tell you that there's something more hectic. Your father knows you need it. He says, but you must seek it first. Put that money aside and say, this is first. Things first. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And all these things shall be added unto you. And for those that are, you're seeing things added into their lives, why are you mad at them? We applaud you for seeking first the kingdom. Now you want to criticize them because they got new cars and houses and clothing and God's adding stuff. Why are you mad at them? The system's working. Ooh, that was a weak, weak. It was almost like, you know, you, you know, you know when you have that, that globe that is flickering. You know it's about to fuse. I gave you a power statement. When the kingdom is first, these things must be added. So it means, don't get mad at me when I put the kingdom first and these things are added. I'm in the kingdom. Come on, I'm speaking to sons and daughters. Your days of worrying are over. Your days of working for things are over. 
The days of being concerned about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat is over. Because your father from today is going to make sure as you are plugged into him, all these things shall be added. I need a bigger amen and a shout in this house. I need a bigger shout and an amen in this house. You can stand to your feet and you can begin to bless the Lord. Glory be to God. Father, bless your people in their giving in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. to two services? You didn't know? Something's been happening in the ministry. When you go off Facebook, there's a worship encounter that's happening here and we're going to make room for it. You're going to have a service, could be quarter past ten, half past ten, we're thinking. That's going to be for young adults. And we're going to make room for them. And to be a God encounter service. Preaching mainly first service, encounters mainly second service. But your children are going to have an encounter with God. God's got no grandchildren. We're going to raise up pastors, teachers, apostles, the prophets the evangelists, the worship teams, the artists, and we're going to get plugged in across the globe. But we're going to make room for God. We're going to make room for the Holy Ghost to move. We're going to allow God to do what He needs to do. It's happening already. We're just going to move with God in this season. Listen, you gotta just you got to work where God is working. And the, this generation, you will not have a relationship with God through your father. God got no grandchildren. You're going to get plugged in. You're going to get switched on. And your light is going to shine for the kingdom of God. I need a bigger shout and an amen. We are coming. We're coming. Come on, Father. Bless your people. Thank you for the service. Bless them in their giving. Bless them in their coming in and their going out. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you have an anointing, you have an assignment, you are born with everything on the inside of you. You are victorious and you are overcoming. I speak the favor of God upon you. Father, confirm this word with signs and wonders. Your sons and daughters will come back with great victories this week as testimony of this word that has been preached. We are plugged in, we are switched on for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We love you. God bless you.